Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lord. Recording started. And blessed be the rock and may the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth. And blessed be the rock, and may the God of my salvation be exalted. I will magnify the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. So shall I be. Say from my enemies, the Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and may the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and may the God of my salvation be exalted. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it is again that we say thank you. Thank you, Father, for another day in the land of the living. Thank you, Father, for food, clothing, shelter. You have blessed us, Father, in many ways, in many capacities. We want to pause reverently to say thank you even though we have not been perfect sons and daughters of yours, you have been a perfect father to us. Forgive us, Father, of our many sins that we have committed against you, some knowingly, some unknowingly. We humbly ask your forgiveness, Father. We ask that your mercies be renewed this very morning in accordance with your word. Father, as we study to show ourselves approved unto you, make us workmen and workwomen who do not need to be ashamed but who rightly divide your word of truth. Again, Father, we, we thank you. We appreciate you. We laud and magnify your holy name. 
these and all other blessings we ask and we count done in Jesus mighty name we have prayed and God's people say amen amen and amen God bless you children of God I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior our strength and our Redeemer our healer our counselor our deliverer our very present help in times of trouble this is another day our Lord has made and not only has he made this day but he has given you and me an opportunity to see it to experience life in it to worship to praise this is a great day that the Lord has made uh, children of God we're going to Take a look today at the book of Psalms, chapter 17, the special focus on verse 14. Psalm of David. David prays and asks the Lord, by your hand, save me from such people. Lord, from those of this world whose reward is in this life. May what you have stored up for the wicked fill their bellies. May their children gorge themselves on it. And may there be leftovers for their little ones. We are working from our topic once again, the pattern of this world, the pattern of this world. Again, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, again, we say thank you. Speak to us, Father. Speak through us and speak for us that your people in the four corners of the earth may be strengthened, edified, eyes opened, ears unstopped. May we grow a little bit higher in you, Heavenly Father, until we are completely done with this thing called sin, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Help us, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. pattern of this world part two as we look at this psalm of David David thousands of years ago was praying that the Lord deal harshly with those who were harsh. Now understand my brother and my sister, this was a different time. This was a different dispensation. Jesus has come thousands of years later 
and he tells us to pray for our enemies. Well, this wasn't the case in David's day. David lived in a day, eye for an eye, two for a tooth. You did something bad to me. We wanted something bad done to you. But Jesus Christ has come in with a new testament. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for you, my sister, is that you won't mix up the old testament with the what? New Testament. Understand what dispensation we are in. In David's day, you kill somebody, then you die. In David's day, you 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 did certain bad things and you just died. That was just, that was the law. That was how it went. Everybody knew. But we are now under grace. Now you say, Apostle, are you condoning sin? No, I will not, will never. But we understand now that we are under grace, that we don't have to die for every sin that we commit. In the Old Testament, it wasn't like that. You commit adultery, adulterer, adulteress, died. Uh, you commit homosexuality, died. You did certain things, just died, just died. That was just, I mean, that was just the, the, the way it went. We are under a new covenant now. That's why, you know, the Bible is we have the New Testament. The Old Testament and the New Testament, the old covenant, the new covenant. God has established a new covenant with us now. God is just as much as opposed to sin today as he ever was. But God gives us opportunity. God gives us chances. In the, in, the, in the Old Testament, your chance was not to commit that sin, because if you did, that was the end of your chances. But now, and what the Lord is bringing to my spirit, Peter, the apostle Peter, who lived during the time when there was a transition from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. And Peter once asked the Lord, you know, because he knew what the old covenant said and he knew the laws of the old covenant, how you die for this and you die for that and you die for the other. And here was Jesus preaching a new covenant. Peter came up to Jesus and said, how, look this up. How often should I forgive my brothers? Peter asked, how, Jesus, how often should I forgive my brother? when he sins against me seven times and jesus said no seven times 70 which is a you know very astronomical amount where is that scripture Read that Matthew eighteen twenty one and twenty two. Uh huh. How often? Peter want to know. How often shall I forgive? Peter want to know. Was it seven times he should forgive his brother when he sinned against him? What did Jesus say? Jesus said seven times 70. So 
we are living in a dispensation where God's forgiveness is flowing very freely. Now, what we want to be careful of, because God is allowing his forgiveness to flow very freely, when time is up, God is also going to allow his wrath to flow very freely. So what you and I want to do is we want to take advantage and be a part of God's forgiveness as it flows very freely so that we do not have to be recipients of his wrath when it starts flowing freely. So understand that David was at a different time. He was at a different dispensation, you know, and David asks in verse 13, he says, rise up, Lord, confront them, bring them low with your sword, rescue me from the wicked. David wanted retribution. David wanted his enemies uh, to suffer and to, to experience hurt, harm, and danger. Our prayers today are different. We still want God to rise up. We still want the Lord to confront our enemies. And we still want our enemies brought low, not in the way of death, but we want them brought low in the way of repentance so that they can uh, uh, change. Just like we want to change from our wicked ways. David said, with your sword, rescue me from the wicked. David wanted physical rescue. He wanted people to die that were doing him. Well, we still want God's sword to rescue us from the wicked. You say, apostle, how are you going to say that? Well, the Bible says the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. So we want God to rescue us with his what? With his word. We don't want God to kill people. We want God to save people. We don't want people to, 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 to die. We want people to die to sin. Because it is not God's will that any should perish, but that all will come to a knowledge of the truth. We still want God to save us from such people, but we want the people to be saved from sin. The same way we want God to save us from wicked men and women, we want wicked men and women to be saved from sin, not to be killed for sin, not to die, not to suffer. Uh, we want God to save us from wicked men and women and save us from our sins, and we want God to save wicked men and women from their sins. David said, by your hand, save me from such people, Lord, from those of this world. Now, what does David understand? Even in his day, there were two types of people. There were godly men and women, not, not perfect. One of the saints said, and then there were ungodly men and women. Well, there are two types of people today. Godly men and women 
and ungodly men and women. Godly men and women today, as in David's day, were not perfect, but they were striving, they were attempting to do what was right, to do what was pleasing in the eyesight of God. Ungodly men and women don't care. They will do evil. It doesn't matter to them who they hurt and how they hurt, and it, it doesn't matter. So God wants us to be godly men and women and not men and women of this world. Now, remember, we're talking about the pattern of this world. Why? Because the pattern of this world is ungodliness. The pattern of this world or what is done in this world over and over is unrighteousness. Even David said he wanted to be saved from those of what? This world whose reward is in this life. Now, understand me, my brother. Understand me, my sister. You and I are either living in one or two ways. We are living to receive our reward in this life or we are living to receive our reward in the next life. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we live to receive our reward in the next life. Now, that doesn't mean God doesn't have goodies for us here. He has some, some goodies for us here. They're called blessings. But understand that the righteous, when we are trying to live right and live the way God wants us to do and do the things that God wants us to do, we will suffer persecution in this world. So you and I have to make a choice. Do we take it easy now and then take it very difficult later in hell? Or do we take it difficult now and take it very easy later in present, in God's presence? My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we go on and take the persecution. May we go on and take the hardships. May we go on and take the uh, being hated and being excluded and uh, being insulted and names being rejected as evil for his sake and for the kingdom so that we can receive great reward, Jesus said, in heaven. But the people of this world, they want their reward where? Here. They want their reward now. You and I have to be willing to trust that God has greater rewards for you and I in the next life. David prays again, may what you have stored up for the wicked fill their bellies. Well, we don't even have to pray that today because God has promised that uh, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In other words, you know, these kinds of things and what the wicked are going to receive if they don't change, that go, we don't even have to say it. That goes without saying. God is going to do that anyway. So what we want to pray is that men and women will come out of wickedness so that they don't have to receive 
what God has stored up for the wicked so that God does not have to fill their bellies and, and the children's bellies, bellies with evil things. May they come out of wickedness. God wants everyone to what? Come out of wickedness. Praise God. He wants that. He wants everybody to come out of wickedness. He wants the wicked to come out of wickedness. He wants the righteous to come out of wickedness. God just said, look, I just want you to come out of wickedness. God says nothing personal. God sent people to hell. It's nothing personal. God just wanted them to come out of wickedness and they didn't want to come out or they didn't come out of wickedness. So God had to send them to hell. God loves everybody. But God hates everybody's sin. Now that's that's the thing. God loves everybody, but God equally hates everybody's sin. So what we want to do is come up out of the sin so we can just experience the love of God. If we choose not to come up out of the sin, then God's hatred for the sin has to be manifested on those of us who chose to stay in the sin. So may you and I come up out of our sin. That's 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 all God wants for you and I to come up out of our sin, to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Come up out of our sin. Then God can relent. As, as long as God sees sin, only thing God know to do is destroy. It. When God sees sin, destroy. It. Now, if you stand in there holding it or if I'm standing there holding it, then we had to be destroyed, too. But if we put sin down, then God can destroy the sin and save you and I. That is my prayer for you, my brother. That is my prayer for me. We will let sin go so that God may save us. See? So that God can have mercy on us. God does not have mercy on sin. God, that's why God is constantly telling you and me, let it go. Don't try to explain. Don't try to justify. Don't try to blame it on your mother, blame it on your father. Take responsibilities. My sin is my problem. I need to let it go. Your sin is your problem. You need to let it what? Go. We all have different sins. We know our sins, many of them. When we know that it's an area in our life that we are not doing right in, then we need to start working to let that sin go so that God does not have to destroy us, so that God does not have to chasten us for that. God does not have to punish us for that. David wanted the wicked to and their their little ones to experience God's retribution for sin. Well, we're not praying that today. We are praying that the wicked will forsake his or her way, that they will bring up children in the training and instruction of the Lord, that their children may be blessed. We should be praying for the blessings of people, 
not the curses of people. Understand this and put this down. What you are praying for others will come back on your head. What? What we are praying for others. Remember, whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he also reap. If you are praying bad things for your neighbor, don't be surprised that bad things come on your head. But if you are praying good things for your neighbor, good things for your enemies, good things for people that persecute you and despitefully use you, then God is able to bring good things on back to you. My prayer for you, my brother, because some of us are very much in error. And we don't even realize, you know, that praying bad things to happen to our enemies will bring bad things to happen to us. People say, ah, well, David prayed. David was under a different dispensation. He was under different, a, a totally different era and dispensation. Christ had not come in, in, in the physical manifestation of his body. Jesus Christ had not yet died and rose again from the dead for men and women sin. It was a totally different time. David was under the law. You and I are under grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor. When you and I pray that our enemies die for their sins, then what God is saying, then maybe you need to die for your sins because we commit them every day too, just like our enemies. So I encourage you, my brother. I encourage you, my sister, pray good things. Pray for your enemies. Look at the scripture. Jesus told his disciples, pray for your enemies. Where is it? Matthew 5 and 44. Matthew 5 and 44. Read it loudly. Jesus said, but I tell you, Matthew 5 and 44, love your enemies. Oh, wait, wait. Love your enemies. You and I are not sent even to hate our enemies. We, you and I are not sent to hate even those who despitefully use us and despitefully persecute us. Listen, if you are experiencing hatred in your heart for anyone, you are wrong child of God, man of God, whatever you we may be, we are not sent to hate anyone, just like God. God does not hate anyone, but God hates everyone's sin. It's all right, hate sin. Love the sinner. Read slowly. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them, just like God is praying for us in our sins. And we sin against God. We do things against God like enemies every day. God is praying for us. Thank you, Heaven. Just like Jesus, pray for his disciples. Jesus told Peter that he had prayed for Peter that his faith wouldn't fail. Satan has desired to sift you as we. Jesus told Peter, Satan desires to sift you or to cut you up in the small in the small pieces. But Jesus said, I have prayed for you. Look it up. Jesus told Peter, Satan desires to sift you as we.
scripture. Read. Luke 20 and 21. 22 and, and 31. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Simon. Simon. Jesus said, Simon, Simon. Satan has asked or desires to sift you as wheat. Sift means to cut up into little small pieces. Read. Jesus said, but I have prayed for you. So Jesus is praying for you and me. Even though Satan wants to kill us, even though Satan wants to cut us up into small pieces, even though Satan wants to do harm to us, Jesus has prayed for us. So may we pray for our enemies. May we pray for those who despitefully use us. May we pray for those who persecute us. Jesus said, but I have prayed for you, read, that your faith may not fail. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. And that goes for me too, because I'm under the sound of my voice. May our faith not fail. May we stand the tests that we are faced with uh, as we are living in perilous times and going through hardships, may our faith not fail. Much like when I'm on an airplane, you know, I, oftentimes I'm flying across the Atlantic Ocean to different countries around the world. We're out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and I'm, I'm praying that this airplane does not fail. Because if it fails, we go down and die in the ocean. So the same way, we want to pray that our faith does not fail. This is why we want to strengthen our faith. See, you have a better chance of your faith not failing when it is strong than you do when it is weak. This is why we, we meet every day and we study God's word and we fast and we pray and we seek God's face so that our faith will be stronger. Would you rather live in a house with a strong foundation or a weak foundation? Hmm? Strong foundation. Would you rather drive a car with strong tires or weak tires? Strong tires. We want most things we want to be strong. Saint God wants our faith to be strong. God wants us to know what he has said. Know what he has promised. Know what he doesn't want us to do. Know where he doesn't want it to know. God wants your faith and my faith strong. So we have to strengthen it. Anything we want strong, it needs to be strengthened. If you want your house strong, you need to put good two by fours and solid two by fours and solid boards down so your house will be strong. You'd rather your physical body be strong and healthy or weak 
weak and, and flimsy. We want to be strong. So anything we want strong, we need to work to strengthen it. Now, David said back to Psalms, Psalm 17 and 15, David said, as for me, I will be vindicated and will see your face. When I awake, in other words, David, you know, wakes up from death or sleep in this life in the presence of God. David says, when I awake, I will be satisfied with seeing your likeness. Now, this is what we as children of God should want and desire. We want to see God. See, understand that seeing God's face will depend on how you lived. For those who have not lived right, seeing God's face will be a very terrible thing. But for those who have attempted to live right and attempted to do the things that were pleasing in his sight, seeing God's face will be a very great day. David wasn't perfect. He knew he wasn't perfect, but he trusted that he was trying to live right and that seeing God's face would be a very great experience for him. Now, just like in the Lord is bringing Adam in my spirit and to close out, Adam felt one way about God's presence before he sinned than he did after he sinned. Before Adam sinned, he looked forward to God's presence. He couldn't wait to hear the sound of the Lord as he walked in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam loved fellowship and loved the presence of God and love. But after Adam sinned, one of the saints said, all that began to change. Now he was hiding, trying to hide from God, trying to run from God, trying to, and it's the same way. You think about your father or your mother. You Have you done what your father and mother wanted? You can't wait to, to see mommy or to see daddy with a good report card or a good report from your boss on, on the job. You can't wait, but get in some trouble. Be doing something bad. Then you want to try to hide from daddy. Try to hide your report card from mommy. Try to try the same thing. When we do good, we wanna we want that to be seen. We want that we want to be in God's presence. When we do bad, oftentimes we want to try to hide. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, do it just the opposite. When we do bad, instead of trying to run from God, run to God. Lord. I sin. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Look this scripture up. My sins are ever before me. My sins are ever before me. Get in the habit. When you do wrong, when I do wrong, go to God. Ask for forgiveness immediately. Confess your sins one to another and pray for each other that you may be that you may be healed. Run to God. Lord, I sin. Lord, I'm, I'm not running away from you. I'm running to you. Where's that scripture? Psalm 51 and 3. Read slowly. 
David said, I know my trend. I know my sin. I know the stuff I'm doing that's not right. This is David again. Read. My sins are always before me. Now, some people try to put their sins behind them. David said, uh-uh. I'm putting my sins, what? In front of me. So what that means is this, child of God, and we're about to close. As we are moving to God, as we are moving closer to God, God in his holiness, God in his perfection, God in his righteousness, us in our sinful, corrupt, lust, lustful way, as we are moving to God, David said, my sins are ever what? Before me. You don't want a shield in war to be behind you. You want a shield to be what? In front. So David said, I'm putting my sins in front of me so that as I get closer to God, the very presence of God destroys sin. So as I'm moving closer to God with my sins in front of me, God's presence is destroying the sin. But then after God finishes destroying the sin, God can stop destroying. And then it's just me in the presence and close to God. But if my sins are behind me and I'm trying to move closer to God, God is going to have to destroy me to get to the sins. I encourage you, my brother, keep your sins in front of you. We sin, yes, we sin every day. Lord, I sin. I lusted. Lord, I lied. Lord, I, 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 I messed up. I thought something I shouldn't have thought. I did something I shouldn't have done. I said something I shouldn't have said. Lord, my sins are ever before me. Here they are. These are my sins. I'm not trying to hide nothing behind me. Uh-uh. Sin, any sin behind me, get out here and get in front of me so that God can destroy it. God's wrath can, can rest on the sin. And God can tear that mess up and break that mess down. And, and, and I, so, Lord, when you get to me, the sin is be gone. You can stop destroying. It's me and you. Nah, keep, David said, I keep my sins where? Ever before me. David said, I'm not hiding them. I'm not denying them. I'm not trying to act like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Sins get out in front of me so God can tear that mess up. May you and I keep our sins ever before us so God can destroy it. We want our sin destroyed so that you and I can enjoy the presence of our creator. Well, children of God, the pattern of this world, see, that's not the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world to put the, try to put their sins where? Behind them. That's why this is why God tells us, you know, not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world. This world wants to hide their sins, wants to act like their sins don't exist or, or act like they don't have sin. God said, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. We need to deal with sin just the opposite as the world. What? We need to deal with sin just the opposite of this world. One of the saints said, by putting our sins in front of us. 
you sin, you make a mistake here, go, go right to your father or your mother. Yeah, hey, I sinned, man. You know, I messed up. I did this. I did that. That's how we can get healed. That's how we can get delivered. That's how God can destroy this mess that is in us. We got to we got to deal with it. Just the opposite of the world. World want to hide it. World want to try to cover it. The Bible says he whoever conceals his sin. Look it up. Whoever conceals his sin does not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces them obtains mercy. Proverbs, what? Proverbs 28:13. Read. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces, we confess it and we leave that mess alone. Let that mess go. Obtains what? Obtains mercy. May that be your portion, my brother. And my sister, may that be my portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Well, as my bishop used to say 40 years ago, that's the message. Pattern of this world, too. We are trying, we want to get out of as many patterns of this world as we possibly can. And to get into as many patterns of God as possible. Saints, you can reach us through email at https colon forward slash forward slash thadfg dot forward slash tcccww. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes daily. On Facebook, join us on Robert Bryant. On YouTube, join us on the Christian Center Church channel. We can even be reached by phone at plus 252-525-4777. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.